0: Hey there, friends and family. Welcome back to another episode of Leader Talks with the NYC. This is your host, Matt, and I cannot wait for this incredible episode we're going to have today uh, around the idea of important over urgent. It's this idea of things that have great, significant value coming before those pressing things that seem to never go away. We live in a world full of busyness and urgency that sometimes we can lose out on the most important things along the way, doing what we think is the most urgent thing. And so as we navigate this conversation, I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in today. It means the world to me that you would take a few moments out of your day to listen, to add value to your life. And here at the NYC, we have a thought, and it's simply this, leadership is a universal language, so no matter where you find yourself in life, leadership principles can add value to you. If you're a full-time employee, you're in the church world all the time, you're a stay-at-home parent, whatever your context, whatever you look at, and whatever you're facing, you can learn something, add value to your life, and make one step in the right direction today based off the content we're sharing. And so today, we're going to jump right on into Important Over Urgent. You know, this is a conversation Christy, my wife, and I have quite often, Uh, and it's funny It's uh, because she is a brilliant mind, and and I really think that this thought originated with her in a book that she was reading, and and if I'm honest with you, I can't remember any of that. I just remember how much sense it made to me when she was talking to me. So, Christy, if you're listening, I just want to say thank you for dropping this wisdom that we're going to share with our friends and family today. And so, this idea of importance, again, being something of great significance or value, being over urgency, something that's just pressing that needs to be done. And in this idea that important things will always become urgent, but not all urgent things will be important. And, and that sounds crazy, but there are some things that have to be done that don't necessarily have great significance or value in the moment. It just has to get done. But those important things that that we need to do, if if we don't do them, they eventually do become urgent. So, There's a little bit of interchangeability there between the words, but the idea is simply this. If we focus on the important things, the urgent things will get done because they're urgent. That's the nature of what they do. And so as we jump into this, uh, there's kind of a few areas we're going to talk about today. Uh, Area number one would probably be work. Area number two is family. Area number three is with your spouse. And area number four is with yourself. Uh, and if we could just quickly jump into these, these topics, uh, hopefully we can paint a picture for you today that, that important things need to come first in your life and the urgent things will take care of themselves. And so again, work, family, spouse, yourself. And if I'm honest with you, that is probably how the majority of people base their life. I have to be good and and get all my things done at work so I can take care of my family. And as I'm taking care of my family, that I can spend time with my spouse. And then at the end of the day, after it's all said and done, if there's any time left, then I can focus on me. And I would argue today that that is the wrong perspective and the wrong paradigm to go after. I really think that a healthy you creates a healthy marriage, which creates a healthy family, which creates a healthy work environment. Environment. And it's not, I have to be a all-star at work so I can be an all-star at home. I think it really starts within ourselves. The healthier we are, the healthier we make the things around us. Just because we participate in something healthy doesn't mean we become healthy. Just because other people are doing important things around us doesn't mean that we are doing important things. We could fall into the trap of just urgency and living to day-to-day by the grind and, and this constant need of, of answering this phone call, responding to this email and responding to this text message and, oh, this person needs me, oh, that person needs me, and and just living in response mode and not being intentional about leading yourself to the most important parts of your life and getting those taken care of. And so, uh, this again, this thought comes out of a passage of Scripture in Ephesians chapter 5, uh, verses 16 to 17. Paul writes this. He says, Look carefully, then, how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Look carefully, then, how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Notice here, Paul's not saying doing the right thing or the wrong thing. It's you doing the best thing it's it's not doing is this okay for me or not okay it's the wise thing it's it's it, this is not how can i just get by i'm doing the best i can with what i have because i need to make the best use of the times i read a book a while ago and it was super impactful for me and uh it's based out of Andy Stanley's book ask it and there's a question it's simply this in spite of your past circumstances current situations, and future hopes and dreams, what's the wisest thing for you to do now? In spite of your past circumstances, current situations, and future hopes and dreams, what's the wisest thing for you to do now? And I love this question because it makes us take a look at our history, makes us take a look at our current situations and the future of where we're heading. Right, And so for every person listening today, your end goal is going to be different than mine. We we all have a different life. We have a different purpose. We have a different calling. And there's nothing wrong with that. But this is not the formula of step one, step two, step three, and you're going to get to this perfect picture. This is a daily choice of you making the best decision, the wise decision to help you choose important things over urgent things. How often has it happened that you stayed late at work because you had to answer the call, you had to respond to an email, someone popped in at the last minute that you weren't expecting, and all of a sudden you missed a big moment at home with the family because of work. Now, if it happens from time to time, it's understandable. We live in a day and age where gone are typically the nine to five. You know, most people are working one to two jobs. And and so it's it's you know, it's okay to have those interruptions of the schedule from time to time. But if we see this being a trend, this happens all the time. Maybe we're letting urgent things overtake the important things because it doesn't matter how good I win at work If i'm winning at work, but I don't win at home My kids don't want to be part of it Let me let me be more specific as as someone in ministry If daddy is a really good pastor to the church, but he's never there for them What daddy shows them is he cares more about the church than he cares about them But even more important than that if, If I show all my attention to the church and show all my attention to my kids, but i'm not taking care of my wife I'm not leading her well. That's that's my covenant. That's my partner. That's the one I have chosen to live my life with. And if I'm not taking care of that relationship well, man, then, then what good is it going to do the boys if we fall apart? And so it, it, then even a step further, how can I lead in my relationship with my with my wife well if I myself. Am not healthy. So we go back to the first four, right? Work, family, spouse, yourself. That's typically the trend we do. We do a lot of good work so we can provide for the family, so we can have good vacations, invest in the marriage, and then at the end of the day, whatever is left, there's a little bit of time for me. But I would argue that we have to shift that, that, that we start with ourselves and we focus on what we can do to improve our physical health, our mental health, our emotional health and our spiritual health, because I cannot be a good spouse if I am not healthy. So in spite of my past circumstances, my current situations and my future hopes and dreams, what's the wisest thing for me to do now? And then as I become healthy, I can have a healthy marriage and if I have a healthy marriage, then I can have a healthy family dynamic. And if my family is doing well, then I can go to work and lead well. And so the idea is that there's a lot of things that we have to do in the day to day. There's things that it, just, it happens, but it doesn't mean we have to be the ones to do them. Here's the beautiful thing about leadership is you can empower people. You can train people up, you can prepare them, you can equip them for the future. The problem is we feel like we have to be the only one to do it. We feel that sense of importance in our life that, oh, I have to be the one to do, and because I'm the one that has to do it, I'm not going to give anybody else an opportunity to. Uh, In the workplace, we feel we call it job security, but the best job security you could ever have is training up a store full of people to do the work. That way it's not dependent on you because what happens when we're sick? What happens when we want to go on a vacation? What happens when something comes up and we have to pivot and we have to shift gears? You know, in the church world, it would make no sense for the pastor of the church to go and open the door and then to serve coffee and then to go swap between swapping slides on the screens and then playing an instrument and singing and then greeting and then praying and then preaching, then altar, then opening the door and telling everybody goodbye. It would be a chaotic mess. Because that is not the role of the pastor to do. Now, those are all important things in their own way to get done. Those are all urgent things. But we can empower people to open the door and say, hey, we can empower and train people to serve coffee and be a good host. We can empower people to pray for others. We empower people to run media and lead teams. And we empower people for them to lead and worship and to sing and to use their gift. And we even we can empower other people to preach and share the gospel. But we can empower people to do the work. And so the goal for today, how can you figure out what are the things that only you can do? What are some of the things in your life that only you can do? Only you can take care of your health. Only you can take care of your spiritual health, your emotional health, your physical health, your mental health. Only you can do that. The workplace isn't going to do that for you. Corporate America is, is not going to make that a priority for them to check in on you. That's, that's your responsibility. Only you can take care of your family. Only you can take care of your spouse there are some things that only you can do. And those things are of great significance and value. They're, they're important. Now, there are things that are urgent that we have to do, like phone calls and emails. But if you're in a place of leadership, is it possible for you to empower someone to do that work? Craig show, in fact, we've said it multiple times on the podcast before, uh, is quoted at, at empowering people at 50% capacity. If someone can do something 50% to the level that you do and you can, and they, they have this energetic attitude and they're excited and they're, they're, they want to learn and they want to grow, you can empower them at 50% and it's going to work out just fine. And so there are some things in our life that, that you know, they, they have to get done. And I'm not saying that this it's, they're not important We you forget about them, because if you forget about them, I mean, they're urgent. They have to get done. But, but are they important for you to be the one to do it? And so I just, you know, some practical things I think about, uh, you know, when it comes to your life, use a calendar and schedule everything right? So here we go. Here's some important things. You look, take a look at the important things in your life. They're on the calendar. Birthdays are on the calendar. Vacations are on the calendar. Do you have a spot in your day where you designated that? That's going to be my time to pray. That's going to be my time to worship. This is my time to get in the word. Do you pencil in those times for the Sabbath? This is the day that I'm taking a day off and I'm choosing to take this day off and I'm going to rest because I need to be healthy For me, I never wanted to take a day off. I never wanted to schedule a day off where I told somebody that I was not available because I based my value and my worth off of what other people needed for me. And so it was just this safety net of, okay, if someone needs me, then I'm going to go do it. And, And I never gave myself the opportunity to rest. So use your calendar and schedule everything. Schedule those important things. Practical tip number two, make your presence known. So for for me, in my family, my two boys, two opposite ends of the world. One just loves everything Star Wars. The other loves being creative and being artsy. And, and so for me, I'm going to make myself known. When we're talking about Star Wars, I'm going to listen in and I'm going to ask him questions about his favorite Mandalorian and his favorite Jedi and, and getting all off into the Star Wars universe as deep as he wants to go. And then with my other, I'm going to listen and talk about his babies that he's taking care of and he's got to feed and he's got to protect and he's got to comfort and then we're going to put on the big Hulk gloves and Hulk smash everything and, and I, I've got to be present. I've got to make my presence known. And then even if you're like, let's shift from family to ministry context, right? So you have a youth group and you have a kids group that you're leading and everybody's got a game. I used to think that I'd have to be at the whole game for people to know that I was there. That's not the case. You have four games going on, on Friday night, go to a game each quarter and then make a simple note of what happened in that game. And say, hey, I just want you to know I saw this play. You did a fantastic job. You make your presence known. So instead of having to, to be all of it, just make the part that you are really rich and really deep. Right. So empower the people you can. That's step number three, practical tip number three, empower where you can. You may be in a position where you can do all the empowering in the world, and I would encourage you, if you're not doing that, to go ahead and do that. Train people, equip them, let their leadership capacity rise. But if you are in a spot where you are the one being delegated to and you can't do that, here's what I would suggest. Learn how to lead up. And what I mean by that is to tell your manager, your leader, your boss, Hey, here's the vision you have. And here's what I see. This individual over here has a great amount of potential to make a difference for this particular thing. So if we have a vision and you need someone that's creative, you know what boss, I'm really not creative. I can't get this art piece done, but this person over here has a creative mind. Would you be okay if I went and talked to them and see if we could get this squared away and see if it can meet your need? Because here's, here's why things come to you specifically. It's because you get them done. You knock it out of the park. You work hard. Like that's why things get delegated to you is because you are a good leader and you are a good worker. So empower. Use your gift of leadership to help bring other people on so it doesn't all fall on you. And where you can't empower, lead up. You're not going to win it all the time. But those times where you can, you spread the load and you help lead your leader to see the potential in other people around you. Okay, number four, practical tip number four, understand and predict your rhythms. Understand and predict your rhythms. And what I mean by that is, you know, for the sales environment, the holidays are big. They're super big. All right, Christmas time is the time where all corporate stores make tons of money because we're getting ready for Christmas. We're getting ready for Black Friday. We're getting ready for the new year. We're getting ready for tax season, right? So it's all these opportunities, spe- specifically for the sales environment, that's where we're gonna be busy. But in those moments where things are slow, like that early spring and and getting into the summer and things are beginning to shift, be able to predict that and then plan to rest during those times. And so this is how you can win with your family because there are those times where you have to answer the call. You have to answer the email and it overflows into family life. But if you know it's coming, you can set your family up for success and say, hey, sweetie, I'm going to be busy. And you know it's going to be busy because this is busy every single year. But I want you to know that I've already planned for us to have rest and relax relaxation on the backside. So when it comes to this whole season is over, I want you to know we already have a plan and time to get away, to unwind for it's just our family. And when you have proper expectation, you can lead in with confidence. Unmet expectation will result in frustration every single time. So the more you understand and you're able to predict your rhythms, the better off you are going to be in helping choose important things over urgent. Lastly, number five, invest in yourself via books, podcasts, and events. You need to be healthy, you. You need to continue to grow. You need to continue to stretch. You're like, Matt, I don't have time to read. Cool. You're in the car. Listen to an audible. Listen to a podcast. Pour into your life. Invest into you. The healthier you become, the stronger leader you become the greater your capacity becomes, the greater influence you have. So if you're in positions of being delegated to, the greater chance you have of being able to empower and lead your leader to to help you spread the load. As you become the leader and you're the one doing the empowering and the delegating, as you continue to grow, you get to do that at a better scale and a better job. Because here's the deal. It never gets easier. All of life's challenges and all of life's uh, opportunities, they come, they're going to grow with you. And so learning to manage it now sets you up for success in the future. So here's the deal. In spite of your past circumstances, your current situations, and your future hopes and dreams, what's the wisest thing for you to do now? We've got some practical things for you to look at. And looking at your personal life and your relationship with your spouse, if you have one, and your kids, and then your work life. Understanding your history How things may have been tense and frustrating and busyness has crept in. What are some some things that you can put in place that are not just okay, but they're wise that helps you move from point A to point B? In spite of your past circumstances and your current situation, which you're currently facing right now, knowing where you've been, knowing where you are, and knowing where you want to go, what's the wisest thing for you to do now? I truly believe with all my heart The more you focus on the important things of your life, the urgent things are going to take care of themselves. There will come a day if we go busy, 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 and we do all the busyness, the things that have to get done, they're urgent and they're clawing at us and they have to get done, and we neglect the important things, we will end the day looking back wishing we had lived a different life. But if we focus on the important things, and we take care of what only we can take care of, When we identify and practically put into place those steps of how we can ensure that the important, great value, great significant things in our world are taken care of, everything else will fall into place. Hey, I hope this helped you today. I hope this added some value to your life. Uh, one of the things we just love here at the NYC, again, is just leadership development and helping people step into the fullness of who God has called them to be. We, we just love seeing people succeed. And so my heart is that you grew today. There's something you looked at and you can say, you know what? Here's something that I can change, I can focus on, I can improve, and I can I can focus on importance over urgency. I'll focus on the value and the significance over just the immediate action that needs to be done. And I pray that as you continue to grow in wisdom, you grow in favor, and you grow in influence in your organization, in your church, and in your family, and that at the end of the day, you can look back and feel rewarded at all the significant things that you've added to your life, not just being busy. We love you guys so much. And again, if you haven't yet, we would love it so much if you would go ahead and subscribe to the channel. Leave us a rate and a review. We would love to hear back from you. And uh, man, I would love to stay connected to you. Again, my name's Matt Taylor. I'm the... Uh, Mississippi district youth and children's director for the assemblies of God. And you can find me on social media, Facebook and Twitter at, or excuse me, Facebook and Instagram. I don't know where Twitter came in, uh, but you can find me at, at Matt, the number two, the Taylor again, Matt to the Taylor. You can also find our show notes and a little bit more information about us at the NYC.org. Again, that's the myc.org And we would love to stay connected with you again. Thanks so much for tuning in today. We can't wait till next time.